Hello, everyone, and welcome to this brand new episode of Any Line, Anytime. My name is Mark Babin, your host, and it's great to have you with me today. Travel has changed. I think we can confidently say that without much debate. What is important to us now as travelers was certainly not as much of a priority pre-pandemic, all of those months ago. Having said that, what can operators do to ensure that they're not only meeting but exceeding these new expectations? On this episode of Any Line, Anytime, I am joined by a good friend, Lindsay Epperly of Epperly Travel, an award-winning travel agency based in Atlanta, Georgia, to talk about just that topic. From what her clients are saying to what operators are currently providing, this conversation takes us down many pathways that I know you'll find interesting, both as a traveler and as an operator in the industry. So pack your bags and get comfortable, everyone. Enjoy this great new episode of Any Line, Anytime, and I'll see you on the other side. Lindsay, thank you so much for carving out this time. It's great to have you on the episode. I know business must be absolutely on fire. Uh, so I really appreciate the time you've carved out and very much looking forward to this conversation. So thanks for being here. Yeah, me too. Thank you so much for having me, Mark. It's so fun to catch up, but specifically to talk about what a wild ride this year has been in the travel industry and what we're continuing to see. Yeah, absolutely. And really looking forward to some of these trends, but like you said, a wild ride. Uh, absolutely. So again, yeah, thank you for being here and really looking forward to some of your insights here today. So I thought we could start the conversation today by speaking about the main topic and probably one that you've probably seen more than most and more than anyone that's changing traveler expectations. I think it's probably fair to say, and correct me if I'm wrong, but if we look at now versus pre-pandemic, we're certainly dealing with a different kind of traveler now, aren't we? We sure are. We're dealing with typically more intrepid travelers, ones that are willing to understand the fluidity and the flexibility that is absolutely necessary to travel these days. And we can tell our travelers pretty early on if they are not adjusting to those expectations, they're probably not going to have the best time in the world. You know, travel prior to the pandemic was was pretty formulized and short of there being a hurricane or things that are outside of our control. Of course, things are always going wrong. But for the most part, you could predict a good bit. And right now you can predict very little other than the unpredictability of it all. So the <laughs> flexibility here is key. Okay. So if there's one thing to anticipate, it's that things will change. Things will always change. Yes. And on a dime. Okay. So there's not, a, and I guess over the last year, there hasn't been much, been so unknown that people haven't really known what to adapt for. If there's more change coming, even now we're kind of sitting here going, we think we're out of everything, but maybe not. We don't really know. So I guess from the traveler perspective on that side, are they kind of conservatively moving forward? Or are they just acting like, like everything's back to normal or how is the traveler acting? Yeah, I would say you will get a million different opinions on that question, depending on which traveler you ask, right? Okay. So so we work with hundreds, if not thousands of travelers during this time, and it's our job to really study this ever-evolving landscape. So we're looking at trends as much as you can even consider them trends and seeing what could be predictable. And again, that goes back to, well, mostly it's the unpredictability of it all. <laughs> so being able to talk to travelers individually, that's a, a large part of what Epperly Travel does. Our advisors really work to get to know the travelers. So we're asking them, 
point blank, you know, what are you comfortable with? What is your perception of safety? Because that is different for every single person. Some people are saying, I'm ready to get back out there. I feel safe. I'm vaccinated. Here's what I'm ready to do. Some people are saying, you know, I just don't even know if I'm ready to get on an airplane. That doesn't feel safe to me yet. So it it just runs the gamut. And our job is really to navigate the level of that person's comfort to the right destination and the right fit for them. Okay. So if if that's what the traveler is kind of going in and knowing the main changes that travelers have now, and and it's kind of all over the place, like you're saying, um, what would you say from an operations side and for the operators and the service providers, what items are business critical right now that they need to adapt to, or they need to pay more attention to right now? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question because I really feel like setting expectations is the most important thing we can all be doing. And so as a travel agency, we are typically working very closely with our hotels, our tour operators, our airlines, and we're trying to understand on a day-to-day basis what are you seeing in your destination? What's actually happening behind the scenes? When our traveler arrives at your hotel, are they expecting what things were prior to the pandemic, which always the answer is no. So what's different now? Is it just that you don't have housekeeping every day or is it that half of your restaurants are not going to be open? You know, we we need to know to set those expectations. And I think what's difficult for operators is that sometimes they don't even know. You know, if we're asking this for a trip that's coming up in three months, we're asking it way too early. So if we have a, a traveler who's willing to be flexible, they've booked this trip for a couple of months out, then we're asking those questions again right before they travel so we can set the right expectations. And again, if they have the mindset of, I'm just ready to go somewhere. And I know that it's going to look different than it would have pre-pandemic. We can set those expectations more realistically the closer it is to their travel dates. And that way no one is concerned, immediately freaking out, trying to change course, unless it is some sort of situation where it's like a tightening up of government restrictions, which is another thing that I like to let people know, just because a place is loosened up does not mean it won't tighten up again. So it is, it's two steps forward, one step back. Yeah. And I guess on that, I'm just curious, are are people booking more short-term then? Are they looking a bit longer out? uh, And then how does that impact how you set those expectations? Yeah. Yeah. All of the above. Okay. So (laughs) what we're seeing, right? Like my answer is yes to everything. Everything. Yeah. So we we did see the the huge surge of pent up demand, which has been really awesome, and it's reminded us as travel advisors why we why we do what we love, right? We're able to exercise our passion of sending people all across the globe again. And so what we've seen trend wise is a lot of short term bookings. So typically it's the the clients that maybe they just got vaccinated and they're we're, we're ready to go and we want to go before anything major changes. So we want to go in two weeks. I mean, we've got really last minute bookings. Wow. Um, the problem with that is that compression for 2021 is just astronomical. So a lot of those trips from 2020 didn't just get canceled. They got postponed. Mm-hmm. So more was on the books already for 2021. And, and we're going to see the same thing going into 2022 as well. Uh, it's just, there's less availability. So if people are booking closer in, we're kind of up against what's left. So that oftentimes is leading individuals to say, all right, I'm still ready to go on that trip two weeks from now, send me wherever you can send me. But the place that I want to go, I want to go ahead and reserve that for 2022. So that's why there's going to be another compression issue in 2022. So we're really encouraging our clients to think about your bucket list, think about what you want to accomplish long-term. Let's go ahead and start getting that space, but then we'll send you wherever we have availability short-term and they're just happy to have a vacation for the most part. So go for the quality places rather than maybe five trips in the next year. Where do you really want to go and focus on that? 
Yes. Yeah. And we, we have a really cool technology actually through um, Virtuoso through our consortia called mm-hmm. Wanderlist. And that allows our travelers to sit down and essentially like go through this quiz, but it's so much more than just a <laughs> quiz to understand what is at the top of that list. And then that fills us in as advisors to say, okay, here's a good, here's like the shoulder season for that destination. So you're getting a good bang for your buck. You're still getting decent weather. You're not having to fight crowds. And, um, and that's something we have to watch as well is the idea. Our biggest problem prior to the pandemic was over tourism, right? Mm-hmm. And then it just immediately reverted to under tourism. <laughs> so we're kind of having to watch that. What's it going to look like as things come back? Interesting. Okay. Okay. So people need to be thinking ahead, but then yeah, I guess because that compression, like you said, that could be a massive issue. It's going to bring us right back to that original problem. But now we have a bunch of people in a space where maybe they're not used to being a bunch of people. And then it's going to create more issues, I would imagine, right? It's a domino effect. Yeah. Yes. And also, as we have, we sit right here as we have the staffing issues, too. Mm-hmm. So as companies are ramping back up and they're they're hiring on, typically it's new talent that they're hiring on. So there's a training curve that's going on right now too. Now, I very much hope by 2022 that has worked out. Um, I kind of liken it to a new hotel opening, which Mark, I know you have familiarity yeah. with, mm-hmm. but you kind of give that three to six months to work out its kinks. And I'm kind of looking at each new destination and hotel as it's turning its lights back on, as the destination's borders are opening. That's what we're looking at. And so those more intrepid travelers might say, I'm willing to go the week that it opens. But the ones who say, maybe I'd like a little bit more stability and predictability, let's book that one a little bit further out. Got it. Okay. Okay. So that's how it changes. No, that's really good to know. So knowing these changes in in how travelers are expecting to travel or, or their standards, I guess, when they travel and from the conversation you've had, you've had with operators specifically, how are they reacting and adapting to these changes? Are we seeing them take a more minimalist, conservative, perhaps more traditional approach that we see operators take or are you seeing the flip? Are you seeing a lot of proactivity and bold moves by operators right now? Yeah, good question. You know, I think for the past couple of months, we've seen a a stabilization of it. Mm -hmm. I think in the middle of everything, so I'd say maybe kind of like October, November of last year, we were seeing more and more bold moves and more and more um, restoring confidence in travel again, right? So a lot of that had to do with operators being more flexible on their terms and conditions. And that to me is the name of the game right now. Mm -hmm. You will still not get a traveler to sign on the dotted line if you're doing something that is non-refundable. And a large part of what we are looking at as advisors is is the financial responsibility for our clients. And so it's understanding what is flexible. So if they did get last minute to a trip that someone wound up testing positive or the destination itself closed its borders, whatever that's going to look like, flexibility is key for what they have booked and what kind of dollars they have on the line. So once most of the operators got that under control and they they better assessed what are people comfortable with, I haven't seen quite as many bold moves lately, to be honest. I mm-hmm. think it's um, it's more they're rolling with the punches. Now that travelers are coming, I mean, they, there's not, listen, like people were thinking at the beginning of this, that they would get insane travel deals. And that's not the case because the hotels are not, they're not having to fight to get heads and beds right now. People are traveling as soon as a destination opens. I mean, our lines are ringing off the hook. So, so we are seeing now, granted, there's this whole Delta variant going on right Mm -hmm. now, and we are definitely seeing some responses to that, but it's nothing like we saw back in 2020. Okay. So I guess with, with kind of riding that wave of, of change and, and conservation, I guess when we look at the industry at a whole and both travel and hospitality here, do you still see a gap between 
what travelers are expecting versus what hotels are able to provide? Or is it simply a matter of people just want to go somewhere right now? Uh, and that gap maybe isn't as important as it would have been, uh, in, in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Very good question. I, we are definitely seeing a gap. I just, I okay. want to go ahead and address that because <laughs> we like to be upfront with our travelers right now. Things cost top dollar. So there oftentimes is the, is the perception of if I'm going to be paying this amount per night, then I'm expecting the absolute best of the best that that hotel has ever had to offer. But the reality is that hotel is still ramping up their staff. Mm-hmm. They still have to by whatever their government's rules are. So that might mean only X amount of occupancy in the hotel itself or in the restaurants, or it's outdoor dining, or you have to show a vaccination card to eat indoors. Like it's so, so different for each and every operator. So there's definitely a gap, but that's when it's really helpful to do your homework or work with a professional like what we do because we're able to set the expectation. And we've had a lot less client issues based on the fact that if we set that expectation up front, they know going into it, all right, this is just the way that this is played right now. It's going to cost a lot of money, but I'm going to get to go on a vacation. I'm really excited about that part. And I think for most people, because they... They, they realized how much we took for granted with travel, mm-hmm. right? Like, I mean, I, no one ever thought we'd see the day that all flights were grounded domestic and internationally. And so I think for most people who are able to find the the silver linings or, or feel like I don't want to take that for granted again, a lot of our travelers are just super, super gracious and excited to be back out there. Okay. So I guess when, and this was interesting based on what you said earlier, but once we have this compression and resources then are going to be stretched, Uh, I guess operators need to start thinking about that now because expectations are going to be even harder to manage when you add extra levels of complexity to travel, I would imagine. Yeah. And I honestly, that's what they're going through right now Mm -hmm. too. But I I think it, I think what they're seeing right now is this is our new normal for at least an extended period of time, Mm -hmm. right? Like whoever is thinking we're going to return back to complete normal, you might not travel for another five years if that's what you're waiting for. So we're learning how to navigate what it means to travel during a pandemic because we're still in this. And so each of those operators, I think right now is the crucial learning point. So again, it's my hope that within the next few months, those things have, the the kinks have been worked out to where a hotel knows, all right, this is our protocol if this happens, whether it is a client testing positive or it is a government protocol changing, it's each hotel and each operator kind of has their contingency plans all set. And so they're really right now, what I'm seeing is they're, They've either already created those or in their process of creating because it's happening as we speak. So it's just learning to live with this. Okay. So, but, but at the same time, I guess operators need to be thinking about it Uh, as they always do. We're always thinking about what's next or what can I be jumping on? It's, it's even more vital right now. I think uh, is kind of what you're saying. It it absolutely is. Yeah. The more we can normalize what we're experiencing right now, Mm -hmm. the more we can kind of predict how we can set those traveler expectations in the future, how we can set our prices accordingly too, so that we're understanding if we are providing full service, we're charging for full service. I think right now is just an interesting time in between everything. Some type of transitional effect. Mm -hmm. Very much. And that actually transitions really well into the next point I wanted to ask. I wanted to, to kind of switch gears a little bit, but talk about the technology being used in the industries because I think technology has played a massive role in the last two years. It's changed everything from how everything's done, ordering groceries to food to clothing. Uh, we've become heavily digitally biased. Uh, but when it comes to the travel and hospitality industry specifically and what uh, innovators and, and companies are doing to not only help 
travel and tourism operators get back on their feet, but to help them exceed expectations and to help them manage this, this massive change that's happening. Um, and I think it's played a massive role in that, but from your experience and from what you've seen personally, or you've heard, or you've spoken to people about, uh, how are, how have you seen technology and, and new innovation play a role in, in all of this? How have you seen it and what's the impact been? Yeah. Yeah. Great question. Um, I keep hearing about this thing called zoom. Have you heard of that? Yet? Yeah. I think no, I've totally. used it once or twice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's not going to be my technology tip. <laughs> What's funny is we were a very, I'd say tech savvy or a little bit more virtual friendly agency. That was what we were created to be prior to the pandemic. So zoom used to be our competitive advantage. And now obviously that's become normal. So it's funny to me in that it kind of forced the world to speed up. So that people are used to now, if we're not able to meet clients face to face, we're able to do it virtually. And that's an expectation now. So prior to it, there's a bit of a learning curve. So we do appreciate what the the pandemic has done in terms of teaching everyone the same technology. Mm -hmm. But from the industry technology specifically, there is, um, there's a a tool, or I guess it's maybe an app called uh, Sherpa. Mm-hmm. And that when we're talking about setting expectations and the fact that things are changing on a dime, Sherpa is keeping track of all of that in one place for us. So it's a really awesome resource that you can see what are the restrictions and protocols in real time. They're updating constantly because honestly, Mark, I, what Antigua's protocol was last week might be different than what it is today. I, I mean, can't even imagine. Changing. Can't even imagine. Like, so um, what's cool is Sherpa has even been adopted by uh, the the travel itinerary app that we use for our clients. So oh. we use an app called Axus, A-X-U-S, and it's downloadable on their smartphones. We send it to them, you know, usually a week or so in advance with all of their documents in it. So it's all virtual, but now it has the power of Sherpa behind it. So a client can go, I mean, obviously we're keeping track of everything as well. To the best you can, yeah. As best as we can, because we're looking at, you know, hundreds of destinations. So the client also has the power in their hands to see, all right, what is my destination doing? And they can keep track of that too. So I think that's a pretty cool technology that's evolved from it. Yeah. And then I guess from an operational point of view, uh, things at properties or things with travel providers uh, and special innovations, or at least ideas of uh, technology or things maybe you're seeing in demand from customers that they're asking about. Is there anything along those lines that you're seeing maybe operators need to look into or pay more attention to solve certain problems? Yeah, that is a great question. And I wish I had a better answer for you. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like if I did, I would be working with you guys to build it. Um, it's just so hard to predict right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I think that for us, again, the biggest challenge is the setting expectations. And that is on such a case by case basis. And I feel like there's not really a technology solution around that. That's the human element that we have to have right now is someone that is on the ground actively saying, this is what it is. Um, but the reality is people want that information. They want to feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. I do think actually, as I think about this more and more, (laughs) so with a Delta variant, right? Because we've got something that is much more contagious. We're seeing that individuals who are vaccinated can still get it. That creates a a sense of pause sometimes for individuals who are traveling internationally, especially if they are going to have to test. And this is something we're just talking to our clients about right now. Um, but people's minds are typically set at ease when they understand what would happen if. So a large part of what we're doing is talking to people and saying, all right, worst case scenario, this happens. This is what it looks like for you. 
And then they can make an informed decision, right? On do I want to proceed with this risk or do I want to do something different for my family and whatever we're looking for? So again, it goes back to that comfort level. And we have quite a few clients who are saying, cool, I want to proceed with it. We have a, a third party company that we can use to you know, mitigate some of those risks. But, um, but it's really maybe better understanding a traveler's risk appetite right now. And so if there's anything around that that could better gauge what a traveler is comfortable with and then match them appropriately, that would be a godsend. Yeah, I guess for a lot for you guys, for agents and also for operators, because that would help to help steer their decisions as well, I guess. Yes, exactly. And and no hotel wants us sending someone that is so fearful and, and they're going to be on edge the entire time because that's not a vacation for them. Mm-hmm. So we, we don't want to mismatch the, you know, the expectations with the reality. Yeah, that's really nicely said. And it actually bridges really well into, I guess, the way that these operators are, are kind of finding their way through this corn maze. I guess a lot of uncertainty. Uh, everyone's learning a new thing. No one's really gone through anything of this magnitude before. Uh, and clearly, every decision that's made has an integral impact on every part of the operation from dailies to strategic to backup house, uh, uh, everything and everything's changing so quick. So from, from your side, where do you see the main challenges and the main opportunities that still exist that are still to play for, for operators and that they should maybe pay attention to more right now? It could have the biggest impact for them. Where do you see these, uh, challenges and opportunities? Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, I don't want to just echo and reiterate the things that we've already said, but going back to the expectations Mm -hmm. and everything, but, you know, maybe circling back around to the conversation about, um, compression, right? Mm -hmm. So if you are in a space where that is happening and you're seeing it, I don't ever want clients to feel like we're trying to pressure sell them. And we're saying, Oh, availability is limited because that might've been what people felt like they were working with a used car salesman at one point in time, right? We are trying to do that to educate them. So the more our operators are also getting out a similar message and saying, all right, this is why things are top dollar. This is why things are limited. I think that a happy traveler is an educated traveler. And so that's a large part of what we're doing is we're trying to educate them. But the more that we can have um, operators backing us in that same narrative and just educating and explaining to them. It's not just all about the pretty pictures. It's about this is the reality of travel right now. And this is what you need to know. Um, I think there's a huge opportunity there because I I think that I, I love our partners. I love our suppliers. I still go on websites and it's pretty pictures and it's a small bar and small font at the top of the screen that says due to COVID-19, you know, I mean, and I get that, like, we still want to sell the dream. We still want people to be excited about travel. And, and we do that no one is more excited about travel than I am right now. (laughs) So it's contagious. It's exciting, but, but we have to set realities and expectations as well. So I think, I think, um, you know, we live in an age of transparency. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially this millennial generation that is now driving uh, business. It's, we want transparency. We don't want to feel like things are hiding behind the scenes from us. And so if we can all kind of adopt this more genuine human quality of let's be upfront, let's be honest, authentic and real, then I think that, I think you won't just make a one-time client when you're doing that. I think you'll make a client for life because they'll respect you for that. Yeah, I was going to literally, as you were just saying that, I was going to say how important is transparency in the industry right now? Because traditionally, you're right. We've been minimizing that to the smallest bit of font we could possibly squeeze into the page because it has to be there for some legal reason. But is there an advantage to being truly, I mean, maybe not 100% transparent, let's not change the world all in one day, but to go at least a significant step further for operators, for agencies, for service providers, airlines, hotels, for everyone just to open that door a little bit more 
Is there a certain value in that? Oh, there's a huge value in that. And and we saw that pre-pandemic as well. The the way that we structured Epperly Travel was, was off of the basis of transparency because I saw a lot of travel agencies that were not offering that. They were all about the hidden fees. They were scroll to the mm-hmm. bottom, find out what our dollar amount is. Plus, and like plus, plus. That. Yeah. Ah, is it, yeah. And it just, it, it shot to the heart, right? No wonder that travel agents were, were had a reputation at some point mm-hmm. in their careers of like, do we trust them? Do we not? And so we operated off of a much newer, more transparent model that was cost of service up front. And we found that our clients so appreciated that. And now that we're in this world of pandemic life and what it looks like, the earlier we can tell them what to expect, the better off. And the, the same thing for our operators. So if, you know, if you can take it even just a half a step further, any more transparency is really, really valued these days because the worst thing you can do is kind of have that bait and switch moment, right? Mm-hmm. Where they feel like they've been sold the dream and then they're two days from leaving and wait, what do you mean all the restaurants are closed and I'm going to have to order room service? Like, and granted, that's not happening everywhere. I'm using some extreme and No, analogy. but it affects your 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 yeah. stay and therefore it affects how you view that property and, and hotels want you to come back. <laughs> Absolutely. And not every hotel is having that struggle. Some are mm-hmm. up and running and it's beautiful and it's wonderful and it's great. But, um, but every single thing is different. And so we just want to make sure that that traveler knows what to expect. Yeah. And I guess if operators can be more transparent with agents like you guys, that helps mm-hmm. you then communicate that to the customer even more into the traveler so that it's, there's no surprises and Granted, things can change, like we're talking about. Things can change overnight, but the more transparent you are, it's easier to do that than to have to backtrack and make the make the stay about service recovery from day one. It's much easier to start off on a high. Absolutely. And and those are the happiest travelers that we're seeing right now is, is kind of going back to that. The ones who know exactly, I need to be flexible. Mm-hmm. There's going to be grace in this situation. We're going to run into people who don't know what they're doing because no one knows what they're doing right now, right? <laughs> Everyone's just trying to navigate it and figure it out. And those are our happiest travelers. And, and we really are seeing a lot of people that are just thrilled to be back out there. They're having amazing times. And um, and so I, I think that would be, I hope that none of this comes across as discouraging. I, I just want to, you know, reality no. check on what travel looks like these days. But people are still out there traveling and really, really enjoying it. And it's, it's really special to see because you, you don't take it for granted, right? Yeah. Like watching this world reopen is a beautiful thing and it's a scary thing at the same time, but people are able to get back out in the world and enjoy their travels, which is really special. Yeah. I remember just seeing, you know, people simply sitting at a restaurant and how good that felt just to see that again. So I think that's the kind of the area that we're, we're merging back into, you know, beautiful way to end right on a high uh, and certainly motivating for a lot of operators. I know lots of calls to action and, and things they can do immediately that you've mentioned. Uh, and I think there's tremendous value in that. So yeah, thank you so much for this amazing insight. It's been absolutely fantastic. Uh, before we wrap, any last notes you'd like to share? Oh, man, thank you. This has been such a fun conversation. Um, you know, I used that word grace earlier. And I think that if we really think about like collectively as humanity right now, what we are going through and the the most overused phrase of everyone is in this together is still rings true, mm-hmm. right? Because we are all still navigating this. And so we see this as agents. We see this for our suppliers and our operators. The more grace and understanding we can extend to one another and especially for operating from that transparency place, we know that the other one is doing the best that they can. We're giving them the benefit of the doubt there. The better travel experience and the better business experience every single person is going to have. So if I could leave everyone with one piece of advice, it's not just the flexibility piece, but it's like understanding what humans need right now, which is grace for each other. Yeah. 
completely agree. Well said. And I think it leaves everyone with a, a large amount of hope. And hopefully we see this trend continue to move forward, like you're saying, uh, and people can get out there and just enjoy what maybe they took for took advantage of before yes, and took for yeah. granted. I'm so optimistic for that. I yeah. mean, we're seeing it already. So, so That's true. hold on tight because it's still a wild and crazy ride, but <laughs> we're definitely seeing that happen now. Yeah, absolutely. No, really well said. Thank you so much again for being here. The insights have been incredible and I know there's a lot of value for those listening. So Lindsay, thank you so much. It's been great to connect and thanks for being on the episode. Thank you for having me, Mark. Wow. Some amazing insights on this episode from Lindsay with plenty of takeaways that I know operators will be able to take action on right away. Preparing for these new expectations is not an easy task, but hopefully with what we discussed today, operators can move forward with a bit more confidence and hopefully trend towards providing a higher level of guest experience. If you have any questions about what we spoke about today, you can reach out to either Lindsay or myself. Our LinkedIn links are just in the description of this podcast episode for you to do that. And with that, we'll bring this episode to a close. Thank you so much for joining me today and for listening. It's been a great pleasure as always. And of course, hoping you're having a great day wherever in the world you may be. Until the next episode, this is Mark Babin saying, stay happy, stay healthy. I'll see you very soon.